Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey guys, it's Mark. And I'm Charity. And welcome to the Case Watch Podcast. Case Watch deals with content meant for a mature audience. Listener discretion is advised. Case body found in Grand Teton National Park is Gabby Petito, and she was killed. We, the jury, in the above entitled action, find the defendant, Orenthal James Simpson, not guilty of the crime of murder. Late today, Chris Watts was officially charged with the murders of his wife and his two young girls. Remember these words. If it doesn't fit, you must acquit. That was awesome. I love her accent. All I right. love it. Let's let's roll on the fly. I, I love this thing. Let's help out our girl, Pamela. Okay. So she says she loves us and she brags about us all the time. So you're going to need to cut this section out of the podcast. And this is just for you. Hey, it's Mark. And I'm Charity. And what are you doing bothering our girl, Pamela? She cannot answer the phone right now because she is listening to Case Watch True Crime Podcast. That's right. Come on, gosh. Sheesh. That's just for you. That's your new voicemail. That's How her new cool <gasps> is that? That's her new voicemail. Yeah, clip it out, put it on your phone, and when people call you, just send them to voicemail. I love that. That was cool. That's awesome. So what's up? Nothing much. Nothing going on in the world. Oh, she has her. That's what she said. The, that's what she I like said to try on. to wear this when I can for Mark because, you know, that's that's our number one phrase that we tend to is our go to, as people say. <laughs> and I just like to attempt to have clothes on when Charity shows up. So Yeah, I mean, he always has a shirt on. Uh, the, my concern is that he might be pantsless, so I sometimes do enter and ask. You got pants on, right, Mark? Although you get notified when anyone pulls up, so at least yes. you know. You can run and put your pants on. And I knew what time you were coming today, so. Yes. She was supposed to be here at noon, so at 11.57 I oh. threw pants on. Yes, and I had a little bit of a debacle. But that's okay. We won't talk about that. My town right now is like underwater. Seriously, my street. I have a picture I can show you later. It, it literally. You want to see a picture down by my friend's house? Yeah, I do. Which is up off of that that uh, direction. I know that direction. Yep, I okay. do. I do. I didn't want to say where it was because I know you don't like that. Yes, that's what part of my street looks like. That car is under the water. That is so crazy. <laughs> I know. I mean, it's, I don't know. Those were some scary rains earlier, but that's okay. It stopped now. It's very hot out, but the sun is trying to come out. So so I'm obsessed, and I've said this before. I'm obsessed with YouTube, and everybody knows that. So I've been watching this guy. It's called AB Camping. Oh, my. Can, can I just divert for one second? Sure. <laughs> Kristen came to the salon the other day to was get her hair done. Was she complaining about it? She goes, because she had texted me, you know, different days that she was available, and I happened to have time. I got had a cancellation, so I said, come down now. So she shows up. With a coffee for me, which was fantastic. And she goes, yeah. She goes, you know, Mark was doing his thing. He was watching some camping guy on YouTube. <laughs> she goes, so I'm like, peace. I'm going to get my hair done. Yeah. So that just confirms. 
that you love this person. All right. So I'll give give the people in our audience a, a quick hootie dee who of who he is. Okay. So he's from New Zealand. He goes out camping and he just sets up a tent to tarp or whatever and just hangs out for the night with his dog, Bruce. And I love like, that his dog's name is Bruce. I fell in love with this dog and I've been, I, I so I do what everybody did is I, I started, I, I rolled back when I figured out I like this guy. So I've been watching like from a year ago up and I just got caught up. Bruce passed away. No. I'm not even a dog guy. And I was like, oh my God, I miss Bruce. Oh, that's sad. But he has Bruno now and Bruno's super cute too, mm. but it's not the same. It's not Bruce. So that's my little like... People like the lady who just called us and said, yeah. you know, hey, I love you guys. We do the same thing. We have our own. Oh, absolutely. That we love too. Absolutely. I don't even watch regular TV. Other than Gold Rush, that's right. the only real show I watch. I've gotten caught up in Gold Rush lately. I got Kristen hooked on Gold it's, Rush. I, I she would, loves Tony Beats. It's so frustrating sometimes to watch it. Have you been watching the new Hoffman Family Gold? No. I like that one. That one's really, really good because those are the original Gold Rush characters. Yeah. But it, whatever. That, that is what it is. Um, Whatevs. But what would Case Watch be without talking about a royal douche? Like, we, we got to talk about a, a royal, royal douche, douche once in a while. A royal douche and extremely horrific case. Yes. Lori Vallow Daybell received multiple life sentences in prison without the possibility of parole in the deaths of her two children and that of her previous husband's wife. Say that five times fast. That's really hard. People that don't realize that I just had to cut that like six times to say that uh -huh. correctly. Thank you for acknowledging that, Mark. Hey, he who controls the uh, Adobe Audition controls what goes in I the I need podcast. one of those pointers. Right? And this case drew national intrigue after her children disappeared for no nearly four years. Val O'Day, but I'm not even going to call her that. This douchebag was convicted in May of the murder of her kids, Joshua J.J. Vallow, seven years old, and Tylee Ryan, 16, as well as conspiracy. I'll leave it. Thanks. Conspiracy to commit murder in the death of Tammy Daybell. Judge Stephen W. Boyce ordered she serve consecutive life sentences on the individual murder charges because the crimes occurred at different times. Before her sentencing, Valley Daybell, the douchebag, addressed the court claiming that a near-death experience allowed her to communicate with the spirit world. Ugh. Just what it, just what we oh, want. Oh, luckily she had a near death, not like her children who actually suffered death. Yes, due to her hands, they had death due to her. Exactly. She told the judge that she knew for a fact. That's quote for a fact that her children and Tammy Daybell were happy in heaven. Are you effing serious? Like, Shh. is this for real? After not, oh, okay. I'm not going to say anything right yet. Go ahead. Sorry. Tylee and Joshua have communicated with her that they are happy after their deaths, Valley Daybell said. Jesus knows me, and Jesus understands me, she said. I mourn with all of you who mourn my children and Tammy. Ugh. Jesus Christ knows the truth of what happened here. Jesus Christ knows no one was murdered in this case. Accidental deaths happen. <sighs> Suicides happen. Fatal side effects from medications happen. That's where the quote ends and mine starts. Crazy douchebag daybells happen. Uh, all right, guys, before Mark continues on, I literally watched this live and I don't know how you were the, texting. Me. I don't know how the world aligned for me. I literally got home from recording with you, sat down, pressed the TV on, and bam, there she was standing in her. Little outfit. Boom, bam. I was like, this is amazing. I can't believe I'm watching this. I got to I got to watch the judge give, ooh, so good. Drives me absolutely nuts. Boyce noted that Valley Daybell's last mental health evaluation showed that she suffered from hyper-religiousity. Religi Never knew that was a thing. Yeah, me neither. And unspecified personality disorder. Well, that's good because, you know, if you're going to have a personality disorder, let's have one that's unspecified. Right. Because maybe like she had multiple personalities and one of her other personalities who was a demon or something killed the kids, not her. Your Honor, you cannot say she's not crazy because her personality disorder is unspecified. No. Sorry. Give me a break. It was calculated. After all of this evidence and trial, you haven't shown any remorse, Boyce said. You haven't said you're sorry. You haven't done anything to seek leniency from this court. Yep. Tylee 
is Valley Daybell's biological daughter from her third marriage to Joseph Ryan, who died of a heart attack in 2018. Joshua was adopted in 2014 by Lori and her fourth husband, Charles Vallow. Just keep piling those numbers up. I stopped after three. You got to learn my lesson. Yep. She and her fifth and current husband, Chad Daybell, were accused of being obsessed with doomsday prophecies and believed that people could become zombies possessed by evil spirits. Prosecutors read a statement Monday by Colby Ryan, Valley Daybell's adult son, who said that his mother's actions have kept him from being able to share his life with the people he loved the most. My children will never know their uncle, their aunt, or grandfather, or even their grandmother. He said in the statement, Tylee and JJ brought so much light into this world. With their lives stolen, I'd like to share this. I believe nothing could or ever will be the same. Prosecutors described Valley Daybell as a woman who would remove any obstacle in her way and would use money, power, and sex to get what she wanted. During the weeks-long trial earlier this year, her attorney argued that she was a loving mother who became intrigued in Bible, uh, biblical prophecies about the end of the world. This is just sickening to me. Yep. I this lady, I I don't. I just hope she goes. We stick her where the sun don't shine. I just keep forever remembering her the phone call that we played. Remember for, with her sister from jail and how I forgot about that. Too, how that. broken her sister was, and she was giving no answers. And now all of a sudden, at your sentencing, you're going to give a quote unquote answer saying that every single death surrounding you was accidental. I am more than aggravated. I'm. I am so I, I can't wait for Chad's for Chad's um, trial to start. They said in like s- three to six months, I think. I'm not sure his is going to start. So where's my gavel? Guilty. So she's never going to see the light of day, and I am extremely happy about that. All right. So in the men's world, it's Bubba. You don't want to meet Bubba in Ooh, prison. Is Bertha. It, I was just going to say, Big is it Bertha's Bertha? coming after her. Big Bertha is going to show her. Where the sun don't shine. Well, That's I'm going to show sure. her what it's like to be in a woman's prison, maybe. I don't know. And I'm excited for that to happen. Me I hope too. we hear all about it. I'm just going to be really mad if I hope, I don't know how they can stop this, but I hope she doesn't do like a tell-all book or get paid all this money to, to I have. I don't think she can. I hope not because that would be absolutely horrible. All right. So I had somebody reach out. And I saw it happen, and Charity answered it before I did. Okay. A gentleman named William Smith. Yes. And he said, hey, I'd love to help you guys out. How could I do that? And then I forgot. We don't really ever talk about we this We never stuff talk anymore. about this stuff. No. If you hit the info tab when you're listening to our podcast, it shows the show notes. Inside the show notes are three links. Buy your merch here, buy your stickers here, or buy us a coffee. So if you click one of those three links, you can support the show. Buy us a coffee is something a lot of um, different podcasts use. And yep. It's just one, uh, just a source to get stuff. So I have slacked off because we have members, and I've I never even I didn't even think of it. And I it's when I listen to other podcasts, they will say how listeners can help because podcasts, a lot of podcasts don't we don't really make money. I, no. I think some people think we make tons of money. We don't. We still have our real jobs. We do this because we love it. We it's do it because fun. we love our community and it's fun. So any little bit helps. All right. So William Smith, Wendy Durrison, Michelle Triolo, who I got to apologize <gasps> Did to. Did you still not send her stickers? It's still sitting behind you. Mark, it's, it's in the envelope. I just got to actually put it in the box. Michelle, I apologize for I Mark. will do it today. Okay, I can do it. Do you want me to do it? All the hard work is done. I know, but I'm going to be up that way if you want me to this when I leave. Mailbox right in front of my house. Oh, that's right. Sorry. Our other crime creep, Steve, you know, the mailman, <laughs> you got a letter in your mailbox. He's going to pick up Michelle's letter and another creep is going to touch your letter. It's going to be double creeped, Pl- triple creeped because you're going to take the letter. The, yep. the envelope. You're going to put it in the mailbox. Steve, creep number two, is going to take and then send and then creep number three. Yeah. 100%. I love this. Three and creeps you, in one. And you signed it. So <gasps> creep four. Four creeps are going to be have touched what? One Michelle's little, two did. little, three, three little, little creeps. creeps. Four little, five little, six little creeps. <laughs> so I also wanted to say something else, too, because we got a I got to get to it real fast. This shows how much I am not prepared today. 
Uh, it's kind of funny. So I got to skip all the way down. We got a new review, which is great because it's five stars. Yes. And it's from uh, Caligar 57. I only have offense to one statement in this whole review. What? I'm going to read you the review because it's phenomenal. I know what you're going to say. It's phenomenal. Yes, they cover true crime, but they don't take themselves seriously. 100% agree. I agree. They have some great pieces. Triple D, which I miss, by the way. I uh, th- th- Some are going to be coming at some point. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I have some other interesting things. Weird history. Best of, and they make me laugh. Charity's accent is so fun. Mark is your typical, quote, guy. (laughs) And they have a great rapport. You are. What do you always say? All right. I'm a guy. You said it last episode. But I'm not a typical guy. I'm a special guy. Well, you are special. Yes. Very special, Mark. Come on, guys. So, guys, I had put something out on the Crime Creep page that we were going to be doing some fun episodes. This isn't going to be the fun episode. Next week's kind of is, but I kind of want to put this in and maybe this could become a thing. We need a douche mouthwash from Lori We do. Dable. So oh. I put put out a question. I actually got a question sent to me to ask you, and it's one for both of us, so oh. it's kind of good. Ask Mark and Charity. We're going to keep it anonymous so you guys can send private messages to us. We're, gonna, we're not going to say who sent these, okay? The first one I have says this. You know what else I want to bring back? What? Yes. Case Watch Court, guys. You yes. have questions? Let the pros we solve them. We have so many good, like, we've come up with so many good side things with you the help the of our creeps. the that we've ever come up with? What? Meow. That, because yeah. he came up with it, guys. So, you know, that's why. I love that. Our creeps help us all the time with all oh, this stuff. We have the best listeners in all of podcasting. All the lands. Yep. Okay, ready? I am. Okay, my question, dot, dot, dot. On a scale of one to ten, one being not at all, and ten being master of tech, how tech savvy is charity really? And there's a laughy face on that. <laughs> all right, so I need to judge the scale. Am I allowed to go negative? <laughs> no! <laughs> and it's from one to ten, one being the lowest? Guys, this person knows me. <laughs> It's, it's 100% a one. If I could go zero, negative one, negative 10, like that's where we would really be. Okay. I think I'm getting better. So I, I creeps, please jump in. Charity I'm couldn't getting... come to my house today in her own vehicle because she couldn't figure out how to start it because her electric key was messing up. That's not nice to tell the creeps my private private story that I told you. <laughs> but I, I guess thought that something was up when you're getting dropped off but by that your is kid. Tr- but that was, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Guys, I've gotten so much better. I used to show up with a... Douche writings notebook. I kind of missed that. And I we would have to stop because I couldn't read my own writing sometimes. And then you like flip the page. You'd be like, oh, that's not the page it's on. What's yeah. going on And here? you could like hear the pages move. I now have a laptop and I have my case watch stickers on the. Uh- You've actually not asked me any yeah. laptop advice in a good year. And guys, when I first put my stickers on, I put them on the wrong way. Mark's like, you have to take those off because they were facing towards me. Yeah. So when you lifted the cover up. <laughs> but they're all set now. Yep. So I think I deserve like a five, maybe a four. I'm working my way up. Are you smoking crack now? Just curious. No, Mark. You're I'm s- not. A fo- what, uh, Do you know the cute little kids that my girlfriend watches? They know more about tech than you do. Can I have a four? I'll maybe you, a three. I'll give you a two. No, a three. Two and a half. I don't know. Creeps pipe in. I thought this question was for me, not for you. I don't it's just judge a, your answer. No, it's just a question that okay. we are to answer. So Charity gives herself a nine. No, and Mark I gives gave her my, a two. I gave myself a four. I'd like a four if it was a perfect world. At a 10, there's only nine numbers there because we went one. Are you smoking? Okay, you, whatever. Let's move you're on. You're at least a two and a quarter. Let's move on. Creeps, ch- shine, ch- you know, chime in in the Case Watch Crime Creep group. Be kind, and guys. Do not. Stroke her ego. Give her the truth. Be kind, guys. <laughs> Come on. What's your what question did you get, Mark? Out of all the things charity does, what is the one thing that drives you nuts? 
And I got to be honest with you, really nothing. I know. You know why, guys? I I, I would say that about Mark too, and I'm going to tell you That's why. That's a question that is also for you. Because today. we are we our birthdays are on the same day. Yeah. We have very similar personalities, and we laugh at the same stupid stuff that like nobody time. else would laugh at. People it's literally look at like us. Beavis and Butthead. People will look at us like, what is wrong with? Literally, it's like Beavis and Butthead. Charity is an acquired taste, much like mine. Yes. <laughs> and to be honest with you, nothing that Charity does drives me nuts. No. I find her hilarious. Same. And I enjoy This is one of the reasons. I, if, if I had started this with any other person, this podcast would have been over a year ago. Definitely. But I just enjoy having yeah. this time every other week that it's, we do. It's very fun, guys. So that was my two questions, me to you and you to me. Okay. Now the one was, how did we get into true crime? All right, so I drove truck for a long, long time. So I would get bored by listening to the same stupid radio DJ playing the same stupid music all the time. Of course. And I used to listen to a lot of tech stuff. You know, the thing that I gave you a two on. Um, <laughs> I would listen to a lot of tech podcasts. Maybe I should start doing that. Will it help me? Probably. No, I don't find that fun. So there's not a lot of good ones left. But I used to be really hooked on this guy named Leo Laporte who was on TV back in the 90s. Uh, had a radio show in the 80s, and he had this uh, Twit Network, it's called. Not Twitter, but Twit Network, way before Twitter was even a thing. And it's still in existence now, but now he's just kind of become a scumbag. Oh. Um, and then as the years went on, it just got to be monotony listening to. And then I was, like, flying through, and I was like, oh, this this one's cool, or this is cool. And then my, my, my taste morphed. And then um, I found a podcast called Case File, and... I love the guy's accent and the fact that he's quote unquote anonymous and nobody knows who he really is and the stories he told and how he told them, I, I just got into. And I am very, I have a weird personality. If any, everybody who knows me in real life is like, <laughs> yes, you do. But basically I, I don't know if it's the way my brain functions or how my thoughts are triggered, but I don't pick up on like, you'll ask me, Oh, do you know who this person is? And I don't. Right. Um, I can watch an hour long movie and Kristen will look at me and say, Hey, what did you think about Johnny? And what happened to Mary? And I'm like, who's Johnny and Mary? Those are the two main characters in the movie. We've just been watching for the last 40 minutes. And I'm like, Oh, I, I forgot their names. I have but no you know clue. the story, but I know the story. Yeah. That's why I say all the time when you say, Hey, I don't think I know this. And I say, just listen to the story because I know you don't remember names. I'm horrible with it. And it's something that I've worked on for years. It's just, I don't know what it is and I don't know what caused it. But that's, I listened to this dude and it was, his voice was just calming. And I yes. liked it. Yeah. I don't know. that That's my true crime story. All right. Mine goes way back, way back when I was probably in my teenage years. <laughs> Charity was listening to books on a No, my mom <laughs> and I always watched the like either the 2020s or the investigation shows together. Yes, those were good. So she she actually was the one who got me started on this this type of stuff because it was so intriguing. You know, you'd have to wait for the commercial to come back because you know they always end on the, you know, cliffhanger and then you'd come back and then you'd find oh my gosh, the husband did it or the, you know, and that really sparked my Interest your true crime entity, and that turned into you know docu series, documentaries, anything that would come on t TV, and then you know when Netflix came out, that was amazing because I'd go right to true crime, you know Amazon Prime, anything I could watch it on. I just watched YouTube, everything, and that's how I really got into it. And then that morphed into podcasts, and I started listening to true true crime podcasts or true crime books. On yep. audio. So that's how I got into it. Books on tape, Charity. Let's Books on show, tape. I wanted to age. say it. I wanted. No. That's exactly what they're. I used to listen Nobody to Nobody needs on to tape know my forever. age, Mark. It's fine. It's totes fine. I have zero. See, that's the weirdest thing. No, I don't care either. I really when don't. People know that. And like Kristen says to me the other day, she's like, are you going to like dye your beard anytime soon? I was like, why? She's like, it's like completely white in all these spots. I'm like, yeah, see, that doesn't bother me no. like it bothers you. I really don't care. Like, I don't even brush my hair half the time. I, I throw a hat on. Guys, I want gray hair. I make my coworker look all the time to see if I have grays yet. I think it's like a rite of passage. I, I kind of agree with you. Right? Like, I deserve some gray hairs. I've been through some things. Been through some things. <laughs> we have one more question before we move on to the case. All right. And it is, when are we ever going to do a meet and greet? 
Hopefully. Right. So here's the problem. We're we're worldwide. Right. We're we're you know we're worldwide. <laughs> and if we did a meet and greet somewhere, I don't think we have a big enough contingency of fans in one area to do one. I don't know. We'd but, have know, to find that out. Me and you go down to the good old Applebee's. We're eating good in the neighborhood and do a meet and greet and like. One guy from Timbuktu walks in and is like, hey, I love you guys. I mean, that would be enough for me. We do have, so the people in our direct area, we do have quite a few because yeah. there's a lot of people who know us. Right. Definitely but, not, no one in my family cares. Uh, well, no, the people that are, know us don't want to hang out with never us. Listened, has never listened to an episode, <laughs> not even the one she's been on. Um, and that will never change. But people like that, like I have friends that listen to the podcast, right. and, you know, people that actually care well like i have friends that listen to the podcast and that have asked me in fact one of them one of them was just is, want to throw this out in the world in case anybody heard that huge banging in the hallway yeah what it was is it 103 p.m and Kristen's son just decided to wake up because yeah, it's sense. summertime yeah so. um so when Kristen was get in getting her hair done i introduced her to the one of my my friends who also works in our plaza yep. and said this is mark's girlfriend and she's like oh my god i hear about you all the time <laughs> and she's like i don't because i don't listen but she would like to meet you because she's asked me like what's he like in real life what's he you know what's he it, you know i'm down to meet every girl who listens oh, to this dear podcast god. yeah what's going on he's only saying that because Kristen doesn't listen actually Kristen wouldn't care i would say the same exact thing so, in front of her the answer to that question is we would love that someday we would love to do a meet and greet it would be fun it would be so fun like all these people are here for us. It's well, us. These two people are here for us. This yes. is amazing. But be be ready. You're gonna have to buy us dinner. And you might have to floss. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, Mark won't. But I, no. I might, I might want someone to floss with me. No, I, I am definitely not flossing. I would break something. <laughs> a bone or somebody or a Probably chair. Both. Oh. Probably would break my knee, fall on a chair, and then like the chair would fall and it would like shoot shards into somebody's eyes. Oh, that's horrible. Don't put that to the universe. All right, Mark is not going to floss. No. Yeah, that no, just no. locked that in for me. So as we were just vamping while Charity was getting her laptop open, I ended up pausing it. And then we went on discussion about floss. And I was like, I actually thought you were talking about flossing, flossing for a minute. And she's like, I don't floss. I water pick. <laughs> and I went, the only pick that I like is toe and she went right on and did it. So this is why yep. me and Charity are friends, because yep. we both know that's from the classic. Classic. Cutting the edge. Come on now. Classic. Topic. Topic. I love that. It's like the best line ever. <laughs> Such a great movie. I love it. We are going to be talking about a man named John Hay. Hey, 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 hey. Yeah. Um, he, he's a very interesting man. Um. I think I'm just gonna go ahead and start reading my just jump right in horrific story of douchebagness. Oh, yeah. So John George Hay was born to parents John Robert Hay and mother Emily on July 24th, 1909, in Stanford, Lincolnshire, England. I hope I said that correctly. Sounded like something that would be a town. Yeah. His dad was said to work as an engineer. Both of his parents belonged to the Plymouth Brethren. 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 How do you know what that is? I don't know. Do you know? I don't know. <laughs> That's been a line for everything. Brethren. Miss Wiki says this is a nonconformist Christian movement that believe the Bible is the only authority for church doctrine and practice. So they didn't, it, it wasn't like an organized religion. It was more like we go by exactly what the Bible, from what I understand, right? So it kind of sounds like they go exactly by so. what the Bible says. John claimed in his later life. That his father's strict religious views caused him to have nightmares when he was a little boy and continued throughout his adulthood as well. Oh, no. Yeah. So it appears his parents wanted to, quote unquote, protect him from the outside world. I don't know. I'm going to just go ahead and make a, a blanket statement and say that doesn't work. Yeah. Well, it's been said that John was made to play inside a 10 foot fence his father had put up around the garden. That doesn't sound like any fun. It's better than the three foot rope that... Uh... The old man gave the animal in the Adam Sandler skit there. That's true. He's got me hooked to the truck with a three-foot rope. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Still not forever. fun for a little boy, though, I wouldn't think. Um, 
he did have a love for music, especially classical music, so much that he learned to play the piano, becoming very good at it. He would actually go to classical concerts from time to time. So he really liked the classical music and I don't know, just. So we got to we got to help out the creeps here because a lot of us are younger and even though me and you are not really, but. Are we talking classical music like uh, Beethoven or like Led Zeppelin? Beethoven. Okay. Other than his joy for playing the piano and love of music, it seems as though um, he had a very quiet, maybe even lonely childhood. He must have been pretty darn smart because he won a scholarship to attend the Queen Elizabeth Grammar School in Wakefield, West Yorkshire. You just made that sound really prestigious. I know. That was super cool. (laughs) Thank you. This school is a grammar school for boys, and it sounds like it's pretty darn fancy. He then went on to attend Wakefield Cathedral, where he enjoyed singing in the choir. So he still kept his roots for the singing and the, you know. Oh, there was another slam, guys. Somebody's <laughs> apparently not, being loud. Somebody's not happy to be awake right now. <laughs> I made him wake up before you got here because I was like, you need to talk to Charity about your hair. Oh, oh, sorry, guys. I sniffled. Some <laughs> have said um, that John had a very weird sense of humor and not the good weird like our creeps. For instance... He would find great joy in pulling a chair out from under an elderly pianist and watch him fall. That's an ass thing to do. Kind of funny, though. An elderly guy? You could break a hip. Oh, I didn't hear the elderly part. Yeah, that's not nice. Young guy would have been funny. Elderly guy, that's a no-go. This next story really makes me mad. It claims he chased a little piggy around in its pen until it dropped dead. Why? Here we go with the joy of animal torture, etc. Yep, okay. Right? So the little piggy got so worn out. And worked up that he died. That's mean. This is not fair. No. Rumor has it his father beat him horribly for this. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. It's also been said because of his odd personality, he didn't really have any friends and he was bullied by the other kids at school. So I could see why if other people knew that he was pulling chairs out from under elderly people and... Not nice to animals and was just kind of awkward and weird. Unfortunately, it kid, other kids don't want to warm up to somebody like that. And in his eyes, he's like, all these kids, they don't like me. And this is why I act this way. When in reality, they don't like you because you act this way. Right. So it's like a big vicious circle. Yep. When he finished school, you would think. Charity, did you hear that? We just sounded wicked smart. We did. That was awesome. Wicked smart. When he finished school. Oh, I want to, before we continue, I want to give you a really good Massachusetts word. Oh, okay. It's a made-up word. Now I'm curious. Phileta. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's phileta. Yeah, I'm going to eat that phileta. Yeah, I, I know that word. Chris yeah. says it all the time. Yeah, it's spelled F-L-A. Hold on. F-L-A. No. Fa. F-L-A. F-L-A-D-A. No. Phileta. Phileta. F-A-L-A-T-A-H. Phileta. That's tith. That oh, it is? Sound, that does... All right, never mind. I'll have to figure out. We just went from really smart sounding to to like stupid to dumb, like in three (laughs) seconds. We're really good at this. When John finished school, you would think he would want to have a career involving music. But instead, he wanted to become an engineer like his father. He became an apprentice at an engineering company, but only lasted there for about a year. John bounced around trying his luck at different jobs in the insurance industry and and in advertising. John was fired from one of his jobs because there was a claim that he stole money. Hmm. He was 21 at the time. So that's not good. No. Right? Starting to steal stuff? Or, I mean, it must have been pretty, maybe more than a claim yeah, they had to get to be fired. something yeah. more here. After he was fired, he must have decided that finding other ways to make money was a better course of action. Illegal actions. Ooh. Yeah. This is where it gets interesting. Interesting. Actions such as forging documents, etc. John was able to find love while being a shady dude. <laughs> he met Beatrice Hammer, a.k.a. Betty. I love the name Beatrice. Or B. I wish that she went by B instead of Betty. That would be funny. Right? Because B's cute. B Hammer. B Hammer. Oh, that's funny. I don't know why I find that so funny. Sorry. The two got married on July 6th, 1934, and John knocked up his new wife pretty darn quick. I would take her name because his last name is Hay. Hers is Hammer. Like, what sounds more intimidating? I'm John Hay. I'm I'm John John Hammer. Hammer. I like that. That's way better. That very same year, John was arrested for fraud and did some time in the clink. 
I love the claim. Not only did Betty give birth to their daughter while he was in jail, but she also got into a relationship with another man. There you go. <laughs> she also gave their daughter up for adoption. Whoa. Yeah. Didn't see that one coming. And of course, left John because, you know, you don't want to be with him, obviously. You got rid of their daughter and everything. That's strange. What else is really strange is I just looked at the paper next to me and realized that I only read three names. So I want to give a shout out to all of these people while Charity's looking something up. William Smith, Wendy Durrison, Michelle Triello, Casey Peel, Angela Flanagan, and Big Rick. Oh, Big Rick. I so love that. Now I was like, I looked over. I was like, oh, wait a minute. I got sidetracked on the side story for Michelle's stickers. We saw a red ball. <laughs> yeah. Squirrel. 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 Well, thank you guys very much for your donations. And there's more, but it won't let me go back and see. Oh, really? It's really weird how oh, that works. Oh, it is weird. I'll be honest with you. And Charity's like, somebody said they donated to the coffee thing. I was like, what coffee thing? I oh, my God. He's it. so bad. I, I have for, to remind him of everything, I guys. I about it. Sorry about that. <sighs> All right. So anyways, John's. John Jacob Jinglehammer Smith. Beatrice left John and gave her the baby up for adoption. So basically wanted nothing to do with John or anything that had to do with John. So and there's a little hammer out there somewhere. So there's a little hammer. Yeah. Not his anymore. Hammer. It's hammer time. Do you want to hear something funny? Oh, boy. Uh, uh, this is bad. I'm sorry, squirrel. guys. I uh, Squirrel. I promise I'll get on with the story in a minute. So one of my closest friends has a hammer toe. And when we were kids. A camel toe? A hammer toe. Oh, oh, I thought this was going somewhere she different. I'm sure she's had a camel toe before. I mean, okay. most everyone has, including you, right, Mark? Sure. Mark's is a moose hoof. That's right. <laughs> Anyways, every time she took her sock off, I'd go, it's hammer time. I would be so mad at you. <laughs> All right, sorry. Whew, here we go. I'm back to focusing. John's family was outraged when they heard about his marriage ending and his daughter being put up for adoption, not to mention the fact that he went to jail. Right. They were so upset and embarrassed that they totally cut John out of their lives, wanting nothing to do with him. That's pretty harsh, but we are talking about the 1930s in England. Things were a lot different back then. And I'm sure that kind of behavior brought great shame to the entire family. So, And plus, they were so religious, right? Yes. That was a no-no. By 1936, John was out of jail and must have decided he needed a fresh start, so he moved to London. He became a driver for a man named... William McSwan. William was a very rich man, owning a bunch of arcades. Not only did Don John drive William around, but he also took care of the game machines in the arcade. So he, like, cleaned them, make sure they worked, you know. Um, Hopefully this guy that's been in trouble with the law and stealing wasn't responsible no, he didn't for know that. the money out of these machines. During the same year, John couldn't help himself and went back to his love for fraud. Here we go. This is going to take a twist. Those of you who know this name um, know what the twist is going to be. Okay. But Mark does I not yet. Not. But I, you might know this story. This is a pretty. This is a pretty one that's been out there for a while. But maybe. Um. So, John named himself William Cato Adamson. Nope. Yep. With more than one office around England, his claim to fame was selling fake stock at a ridiculously low price. He told his clients he could sell the stock so cheaply because it was from the estates left behind from other clients of his that had passed away. So uh -huh. he was in control of the, the estates. So this is the only reason he could you know, sell these stocks. So, I mean, kind of sounds like a, a good plan, right, Mark? <laughs> yeah, sure. Because that's, that's completely legal. Well, it was until one of his clients noticed something amiss. To be a believable business, everyone knows that you need your own letterhead. Well, John had done just that. He made his own fake letterhead. His only mistake is that he spelled the name of the name of one of his supposed locations incorrectly. And his letterhead said, <laughs> it says laterhead, guys. His Late, later, Hosen. <laughs> his letterhead said Guilford instead of Guildford. One of his clients picked up on this and got the authorities involved. So it was something stupid that got him, like, that somebody noticed. I'll be honest, somebody was suspecting something already. It had to have been. Because, had to come have been. on, typos happen. Yeah, it had to have been. John was arrested and spent four more years in jail. You want to know how I know this for sure? Because while I was in high school, I worked at a mobile gas station that was full service, and we had pens that were made up. And they shipped the pens instead of mobile, M-O-B-I-L, they shipped them as mobile, M-O-B-I-L-E. 
That's awesome. And then they refunded my boss because they messed up. And my boss was like, yeah, we're not reordering the new ones. We're just going to use these ones. No one's going to notice. And oh we used God. those pens for years and nobody noticed. Oh, my God. Mobile gas station will spell M-O-B-I-L-E. Oh. That's what I'm saying. Like, mistakes happen. True. Um, John's second time in jail was not um, a deterrent for him to stop committing crimes. He kept going with his fraudulent behavior, getting caught each time, and headed right back to jail on more than one occasion. All the times in jail again didn't correct his behaviors. It just made him think of a way to continue committing fraud without getting caught. It was always the people that made him get caught, Mark, not his activities. Here's one of the things we got to think about jail, because you have these criminals that like doing criminal activity. And they got caught. So now they go to jail with other criminals who got caught doing other stuff. And now they just put their stories together and say, oh, wait, wait. So how did you do that? Oh, wait a minute. I do it this way. Oh, maybe if we do it that way. It's like we are basically sending criminals to college. Criminal college, yeah. Yeah, 100%. Yep. Unbelievable. I just thought of that. Write You're that so down. smart. Write that down, people. Highlight it. Oh, what color highlight? Uh, orange. Okay. Yep. Okay. So... um. He needed to eliminate the people that got him caught, right? Of course. It's their fault. He could, he could continue on with his fraud if people didn't turn him in. Yeah, 100%. It was at this time John started to think about murder Ooh. being the perfect option. He started looking into others that had used this option for some ideas. He became particularly interested in a French murderer named Georges... Did I say that right? I don't know. Alexandra Sarat. Let's get some info about him from Miss Wiki. Mr. Sarat was a French criminal who was the last person to be executed in Axon province. Probably said that wrong. He was guillotined for the double murder in a notorious case that involved his dissolving the bodies of his victims in sulfuric acid. Well, he died the way that we would like to die if we were ever going Guillotine. to Yeah. John really liked Sarat's technique for getting rid of bodies and decided he would do some practicing of his own to see how it really worked. Although I have given thought. I might want to be drawn and quartered now. Really? Yeah, I'm thinking about that. Oh. I don't know. We'll have to see. He gathered himself up some mice and realized it only took two and a half hours for their little bodies to become mush. The poor hmm. little mousies. That's not cool. To just sit there and watch them not only die and suffer, but become a pile of matter? That's gross. Is this starting to sound familiar nope. yet? Really? Not familiar. Oh, my God. Thinking about Breaking Bad, though, because that's what they did in Breaking Bad. Yes, they did. Yep. Yes, they did. All this makes me immediately think of the show Breaking Bad. I just wrote it in here. Isn't that there funny you that go. you just that's said that? Great. By 1943, John was a free man with a plan. A disgusting plan, if you ask me. Who's the man with the master plan? John with a gun. Yeah, this douche. Somehow he was easily able to find work as an accountant. We talk about this in so many cases. I like I know background checks weren't very they were like very different back in the day, but didn't communities talk to each other? Like, oh yeah, that dude, oh yeah, he's been in jail this many times or whatever. I don't, I don't really think so because back in the day you could have a town that's like let's say the town next door to us, you could be a wanted felon over there and you'd be living here and Nobody here would know. Well, you remember that's how things were communicated. Also, well back then, my my mother is uh, second generation English from England, yep. and you keep all your crap private. Okay, good to know. England, they're stiff upper lip. You don't talk about like if you have issues in your family, you don't talk about it. So it doesn't surprise me that his parents cut him off when charity they growing up. Mama, can you give me advice on this? One must not talk about the past. All right, guys, I'm going to give you, I'm going to open the shield a little bit. <laughs> my mother and I are complete opposites. Yes. She, I think, is horrified by me. She went to like finishing school. She, she knows all the placemats and where to put things. I'm not like that. But, anyways, I digress. This is what happens. You get exactly what you do not want. That's so funny. Yeah. She got the exact opposite in such a better way. She's, <laughs> she, Sang. She's got a beautiful singing voice. She is not sportsy at all. I'm was 100 sportsy. Yeah. Yeah. No. Mm -mm. Charity can't sing. I cannot sing. No. Nope. nope. We should put out an album together. And we can call it "We Can't Sing." <laughs> we can't sing, but we still but sing all the time. We're gonna sing. Yep. I don't know about you, but I wouldn't want my accountant to be someone who had been t to jail many times for fraud. Nope. Or maybe I would because he would know all the loopholes. I mean. 
Maybe. Thumbs but I mean, he's sign. not even trained as an accountant. That's the other thing. True. Where's your like credential? I don't know. Anyways. Remember William McSwan, the rich guy that John once worked for as a sure driver did. and arc- arcane machine cleaner repair guy? Well, while in Kensington at a bar one night having some adult beverages, John saw William and the two quickly began to catch up. William was one of the very few people John had not betrayed. It seemed like he had liked him and did honest work for him. That's what it seemed like anyways. Like you said, he could have been stealing coins. We don't know. William liked John so much that he had him meet his parents. I guess William's parents also had lots of money and owned many properties in London, and he worked for them by collecting all the rents for these properties. John watched William do this simple task and enjoy the rest of his time with all his monies, enjoying all the things. Um, the green-eyed monster can make some people do some unthinkable things. Yes. Because he definitely was green-eyed. Shockingly, this is shocking. I want you to brace yourself. I'm braced. My eyes are closed. I'm in the moment. William went missing on September 6th, 1944. (gasps) You don't say. Where did he go, you ask? His friend John convinced him to go into a basement on Gloucester Road. He, that was where... The house, well, one of the houses where the stuff happens. He probably told him he wanted his help with something. Who knows? Maybe he said, like, you know, the boiler's going. Or... I need you to get into that big bat of sulfuric acid. <laughs> as soon as John got William in that basement, he hit him as hard as he could with a lead pipe right in his noggin. His next step was to put the poor man in a 48-gallon drum full of sulfuric acid. Hey, you know the good part about being fat? Not getting me in a 48-gallon drum. Oh. There you go. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Terry's got to think of plan through better. I know. He went back to check on the condition of William's William's body two days later, realizing it was mushy matter. Oh, God. To do this to somebody. It makes me want to throw up. How could anyone have done this to to a human being? I don't know. Like, (laughs) let alone someone that thought they were friends. So this was someone that you, like, they considered they were friends. Yeah, but, I mean, they they were also friends with the snake, so they should have known better. Next, he needed to get rid of the remnants. He decided it would be a great idea to dump everything down a manhole. milkshakes. No, down a manhole. Manhole, okay. So he took this, uh, honestly, if you actually, like, obviously I have to separate myself because I'm reading the story, but when you, if you actually think about this, it is. Vile? Vile. That is the perfect word. Yes. Oh, I have so many questions, though. First off, how did he do this all by himself? Second, did no one see him walking around with a huge drum than the dumping it down a manhole? Did anybody see Cousin Eddie pouring the sewage out of his camper into the drain? Yeah, they did. Only when it blew up. <laughs> but still. I, it's, things were different back then. You got to remember. Like, th- that size drum is heavy, isn't it? I mean, like, how would you? Yeah, I mean, it, relatively. Oh, God. This major douchebag then told William's parents that he skipped town to Scotland so that he wouldn't have to go into the military. So he basically, basically told his parents that he wasn't a stand-up man and took off. And took off. Don't worry, I'll collect your rents from now on. How did you know that? (laughs) He told them that he would step up and collect the rent for their properties while their son was away. He's a great guy. Oh, and since William wasn't around. John figured he would just live in his big-ass house, you know, so he could keep ni- keep it nice for his friend for when the war ended and he came back. Well, that's what you would do, of course. Yeah. After a while, though, William's parents started asking more questions, wondering where their son really was. John told them William was coming home to surprise them. Guess where he told them William, William would be? In the basement of at, another house? At this house, on at his house on Gloucester Road. Gloucester. Gloucester. Is that how I said it? No. No, that's how I say it. Oh, Gloucester. Donald and Amy showed up at the house to visit with their son on July 2nd, 1945. They sound lovely. Donald and Amy. I know. Don and Amy. Only to be met by John wielding that good old lead pipe, killing them both. He then, quote unquote, got rid of their bodies, which we know what that means. Ugh, this gets even worse. He sold off Donald and Amy's properties, making a pretty penny. He used the stolen money and moved into a hotel in Kensington, living like royalty. Kensington. 
I'm from Kensington. I love that. Sounds so fancy. Kensington, doesn't it? it? I love it. I would love to live in Kensington. It's like artsy, smarty, fancy pants. Yeah. A place where I would not probably belong, but I could pretend for a short time, probably. Look at Mark and Charity down in Sewerville. <laughs> Along with all John's criminal activities of fraud and murder, he had quite the gambling problem. He had blown through the stolen money within two years, so he knew his only option was to find some more people to kill and steal from. And by the sounds of it, he got quite a bit of money. Yep. That is absolutely crazy to yeah. me. I mean, to live in a fancy hotel, that has to be very expensive in general, right? Yes. And then must not have been a good gambler. No, apparently not. <laughs> to me, though, it sounds like John was a pretty convincing con man, and they usually are. Mm-hmm. A couple named Archibald and Rose Henderson were selling a house. Archibald and Rose. John pretended that he wanted to buy the house, clearly schmoozing them, talking about himself and how well he could play the piano. They even asked him if he would come and play the piano for their guests at a party they were throwing. Um, he, of course, agreed. Yeah, 100%. I mean, yeah. While John was at the Henderson's house, he snooped around and found Archibald's gun and stole it. <gasps> yeah. That's rude, thinking it would be the perfect weapon for his next victims. Thinking ahead, John rented a little workshop in West Sussex. He took his drums and acid from the house on Gloucester Road and relocated them to his shop. On February 12, 1948, John convinced his new friend Archibald to come to his workshop because he had a new quote-unquote invention he wanted to show him. Jump into that bat of human matter. Oh, God. It's like great for your skin. Oh, Upon arrival, John shot Archibald dead using his new friend's own gun. He knew he needed to get Rose to come to the workshop also, so he told her Archibald was very sick and to get there quick. That's uh, This guy will stop at nothing. She arrived and was shot dead immediately as well. He then threw their bodies in the drums filled with acid that were on the ready. He then sold off almost everything the couple owned by signing their names on the document. So they again with the fraud. The only two things he kept were their beloved dog and their car. Hmm. Wouldn't it? I mean, wouldn't people ask, like, why do you have their car? This that is, would be interesting. I, I don't me. I don't understand. I, I don't know why anyone wouldn't like question this. It's like, don't ask, don't tell. It's weird. Right? John wasn't finished yet. He betrayed a very rich 69-year-old widow named Olive Durand Deacon. Oh, Olive. <sighs> Olive. He knew Olive and her husband. John from his stay at the same hotel. John made everyone think he was an engineer. Olive told him she had a great idea for fake nails and thought he would be the guy to execute her said idea. So she like wanted... He'd be the definite guy to execute something. She wanted to make like Olive press on nails instead of... Lee? Lee. How how did Mark know? I was waiting to see if he knew. Of course I know what Lee press on nails. I had two little sisters. Oh my God. I still do. Oh my God. You'd find them everywhere because they didn't really stay on. Right. (laughs) They'd be like, (laughs) you'd be eating dinner and they'd be in it. Anyways. John, of course, brought Olive to his workshop so they could talk more about her idea. She arrived at the little workshop on February 18th, 1949, excited to talk about her idea, wanting John to make it for her. Instead, John shot her in the back, killing her with Archibald's gun. What a loser. He, he even just Isn't shot he her in the back. Her. Shoot him in the front. Right? Come on. He took everything of value she had on her, jewelry, a super expensive coat, etc. Then into the acid drum she went. Luckily, Olive had a really good friend that looked after her and reported her missing. The police must have already had John on their radar because of all the stories of fraud. It's about time. They had enough evidence of his crimes that they were able to search his workshop. Here are some of the things that they found. I don't know if I want to know this list. (sighs) There were fraudulent papers with the Henderson's names on them and papers with the McSwan's names on them. Um, and there was also, uh, a dry cleaning receipt from the very expensive coat that he had dry cleaned Mm. from Olive. And it appeared that he dumped the remnants of the bodies he killed at the workshop in the backyard. Oh my God. All right. This is guys trigger warning. This is getting even more gross. Okay. A pathologist named Keith Simpson found 28 pounds of human fat, part of a foot, Gallstones from someone's gallbladder and part of all in Duran Deacon's dentures. <laughs> oh my God. I don't know why that made me laugh. 
John realized he was caught red-handed. There was way too much evidence on his property. He confessed to the killings of the McSwans and the Hendersons, and he confessed to killing all of, along with three other people, a girl from Eastbourne, a woman from Hammersmith. Oh, we read about Hammersmith, remember? I do. And a man he called Max. The Hammersmith ghost, Mark. Oh, that's right. God. The last three deaths mentioned could never be confirmed. John was arrested and charged with murder. You can imagine the media storm that took place when the news spread of what he had done to the bodies of his victims. He was given the name the Acid Bath Murderer. Have you ever heard that? Nope. Well, are you serious? You've never heard of the Acid Bath Murderer? I haven't. This is him, John, Acid Bath Murderer. Well, now you have. And knowing's half the battle. John pleaded insanity at first, telling the authorities that he drank his dead friend's blood and it made him crazy. Oh, my God. That's gross. That is so gross. Unfortunately for him, one of the police officers that arrested him came forward to tell the court about a very strange question John had asked him after he knew he was caught. He basically asked the officer if it was easier to be released from a psychiatric hospital or jail. That's an interesting question to ask, don't you think? Yeah. And and to think the officer wouldn't remember him asking that. So stupid. Hello. Sounds like he was already thinking of an angle before going to trial. At the beginning of August 1949, John's trial began at Sussex Aziz in Lewes. John had no money to hire a lawyer, but luckily for him, the world newspaper stepped up and told him they would pay for his lawyer if he would let them be the only outlet to interview him. Can you believe that? That's actually pretty crazy. Because it was so, I mean, it was such a media frenzy. Everybody wanted the interview with him. Having a lawyer didn't help John during his trial at all. The jury didn't believe he was insane and came back with a guilty verdict for the murders of the six people known that he murdered, that he murdered. The others couldn't be proven. So the ones that he claimed, the other three, he, he it, it, there was no way they could prove it. So mm-hmm. he was sentenced to death by hanging with no possibility of parole. Not on my list of uh, ways I want to go. When he was transferred to Wandsworth Prison, John asked a prison guard if he could have a trial run of his hanging, you know, just to make sure it would go as planned. That's a weird question. That is a... What? (sighs) While John was waiting to be killed, he told the prison doctor that it was those darn religious nightmares that made him murder, drink blood, and dispose of his victims' bodies as he did. There is no concrete evidence that John actually drank his victims' blood, or if he just said that to appear, quote-unquote, crazy. Right. The News of the World got their interview before he was killed, and he donated one of his suits to Madame Tussauds so his wax figure could wear it. Oh, my God. I do not like that he got a wax figure made of him because he was a monster. That is crazy to me. Come on, people. I I don't understand this. That is absolutely crazy to me. I don't get it. Seriously. John Hay was hanged at Wensworth Prison on August 10th, 1949, with 500 curious spectators. It's amazing to me. It's not, though, right? Think about a car crash. Yep. You know, like people wanted to see the man that was responsible for actually putting somebody in acid or people. so gross. No one will know for sure why John did what he did. Some people think he thought he turned into a vampire and needed to drink blood and others think he was just an evil man that wanted money and didn't want to get caught. That's what I think. Probably. Either way, there is no room in this world for someone who is truly evil like John. If he could go to that extreme for money, there's no telling how many more people could have died if he hadn't been caught. And he named those other three people. What if there were a bunch more? There probably was. There usually always is. It's uh, This one was, ooh, I don't know. This one shuddered. Shuddered it, me. <laughs> I'm glad that you keep saying this next episode is going to be more fun. a yeah. more fun episode. Yeah. Actually, we have some kind of, well, I'll, we'll, we'll talk about it when we get into it, but we'll make sure we end with fun and begin with fun. How's that? I like that. Yeah, I like it too. All right, guys, follow us on Instagram. I'm at not Mark B. Charity is at charity underscore case watch. Remember, if you need to find info on the show, just click the show notes. They're in each and every episode. Whether you want to buy us a coffee, buy yourself some case watch swag, or whatever you want to do. Or even to help us along, too. Even just to give us five stars somewhere. Five-star review. Yeah. Just have some fun. This is what we do it for. This is what we do it for. We do it for you, the people. Bye, guys. See ya. That was for whoever called and complained that I didn't do any more see us. They so. just said they missed it. See ya.
Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.